0: Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruane tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Maximum Growth Live. I am your host, Jay Ruane. With me, as always, over there, Seth Price. My firm, Blue Shark. No, my firm isn't Blue Shark. Your firm is Blue Shark. My firm is FirmFlex. Seth, we talk so much, I get it mixed up. But how are you doing this week?
2: I'm. I, uh, d- Hold it on. We're, we're doing. <laughs> the the seasons have changed. It's no longer shorts, shorts weather. But, um, you know, again, two steps forward, one step back and pushing
1: forward. Yeah, you know, we got a puppy a couple of weeks ago and I've had to take the puppy out in the middle of the night. And last night, 3 a.m., I was freezing taking this puppy out to go to the bathroom. Crazy. But Seth, one of the things I want to talk about this week, and uh, it, it dovetails nicely with our guest who we have this week, um, is we talked about Undercover Billionaire on Tuesday on our show. And boy, we got a ton of commentary and back and forth on our... Our broadcast. So, Seth, let's talk a little bit about that. What was your reaction to all the comments?
2: Well, look, it was it was fascinating. Um, And look, I it was fascinating because you could see there were people on either side of the argument. What was most fascinating was the thread that came out of John Fisher's comment that picked up on this difference that you and I have on the abundance of sharing, and that to me. I didn't really pick up on it as much during the show. But when I went back and listened to it, I was like, there is something. So today with Bill Umansky, I'd love to, to sort of drill down with him because this is a guy who was up and running with a firm before when I just showed up on the scene. And so to see, and he's been through much of this. He's really good with the community, bringing people together, retaining relations with ex-employees, etc. So I'm curious to see how he sort of fits into that world because it's it's fascinating. I've always sort of loved the idea of bringing people in that could be potential competitors and getting to know them and hopefully having some sort of long-term relationship with them. And I know that's not your, your jam, but it, I'd love to see what Bill has to say about it.
1: Yeah, I think Bill's going to add a lot to this conversation. And since we do have a tendency to go long why don't we call him up let's take a moment we'll take a short break Uh, i'll get him lined up on the call we'll hear from our sponsors and when we come back we're going to do the max growth interview with the lawman bill umansky so give me about give me about a minute we'll uh we'll have we'll be back here in a minute with bill umansky and we'll be talking about abundance associates and all those wonderful things hang tight folks we'll be right back
0: You're listening to Maximum Growth Live from Maximum Lawyer Media. We'll be right back after this short break.
3: Hey, it's Becca here. I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the Guild on the Maximum Lawyer podcast, but you might still be wondering, what exactly is the Guild? It's this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Inside you'll gain support, tap into a network of connections, and gain access to weekly events and trainings. In case you missed it, September is the last month to lock in at our lowest member price before the increase on October 1st. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Do you want to get into social media marketing? Unsure of where to begin? The FirmFlex DIY plan was created for small firm and solo lawyers who want to start social media marketing for their firm but can't commit to the large budgets many agencies charge. In just five minutes a day, with the help of the FirmFlex coaches, You get daily ideas, weekly themes, hashtags, and stock images you can use to post on social media and market your firm. With a private and vibrant Facebook group you can always turn to, the FirmFlex DIY plan gives you the ultimate control over your marketing. By using the FirmFlex DIY program, as well as our weekly coaching and industry-leading hacks you can set your social media up for success, all for around $3 a day. Try it today at getfirmflex.com DIY.
4: In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%.
1: Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm, so I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. I know I could trust their their input and their advice because they truly care about the people that they work with and just want to see you succeed. And we're back. We're back with our good friend, the Lawman, Bill. I haven't hey been able—I haven't been able to hang out with you in like I don't know, like a year now, maybe, maybe like nine months, and I am missing the Lawman from our life. So, Seth, why don't you tell everybody who's uh, who's watching today? Tell them uh, who the Lawman is.
2: Well, Bill Yumanski has been a, sort of a friend, a mentor, an inspiration. I met Bill. Over a decade ago, when I was trying to get my firm going, he was already going full steam. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to have Bill today is, as a lot of you have seen in the comments from our last show, there was a lot of back and forth about you know, the abundance of giving and how much information to share. And one of the things that I recall distinctly when I first met Bill, and I was sort of flying high and kind of cocky thinking, hey, I got these guys and I had had lawyers stay year after year is... At some point, Bill was telling me people left and set up shop across the street and started competing, which leads to a whole bunch of different issues. And I'd love to sort of unpack that with Bill today and talk about not just what it's like when the attorney is there knowing that someday they could be your competitor, but secondly – Jay, you were talking about like not wanting to talk to competitors and necessarily share as much. Now your former employees, you, you want to keep that, that alumni group strong at the same time those people may be competing directly against you. So, Bill, talk to us about that because you've been through this time and again.
5: Yeah, I, I think it starts with uh, what you're like when they work with you and whether they respect you or not. I think we've talked before about um, I love telling this story where uh, I had a guy that started when he was in uh, college, guys, and he started – he used to read every single book, and he wanted to be a top plaintiff lawyer and product liability lawyer, and he was much smarter than I was, a harder worker than I was, and uh, he graduated college, UCF, University of Central Florida, and he went to University of Florida Law School, and at the time, he got married, and here was the first step in like – we had an old um, – car and country uh what is it called those uh, minivans with tvs in them we had young kids the car was worth about nine thousand dollars and he needed a car to go to school so i just gave him the car and when he came back he worked when he was in law school uh, either clerk first in the summers came back worked as a job the point being he went on to he was one of many but he went on and moved on but when he came to give his notice guys uh, he had his head down and he wasn't looking me in the eyes. And this is a guy that can look you in the eyes. He's like, you know, I want to do my own thing. And basically he was tired of my shit. He didn't want to handle clients the way we wanted him to handle his clients. He wanted to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Am I allowed to curse? Sure. Yeah. And he, you know, he just want to do whatever he wanted to do. So, but he really had a hard time saying, I want to leave. So I said, you can leave. You just got to give me a year's notice. and he gave me a year's notice, and he didn't steal my clients. Uh, We helped set him up. We helped give him some uh, people that he could rely upon, and, um, you know, the next guy that ever did that to me knew when he came in. He goes, I want to open my own firm, and I was like, I can't give you a year. I go, can you give me, like, six months, and can you find a replacement that's better than you, and he did, so you know, Seth and I were talking before the show, how we've gotten burned by a lot of that, but that just, it's kind of those things, you know, what you do for your employees. So this particular guy that had six months, you know, we were good to him. We took care of him. We sent him to, um, either it was Europe, uh, on vacation with his wife. Um, and when he went away, we had like a huge party with a limousine and we all partied and we, we had him have a send-off. So
2: Bill, Bill, to be fair though, you're talking a couple of awesome stories and you're an awesome special guy who invests a lot and I get that. I want to, I want to quit
1: your firm. Can I come quit your firm?
2: I've, I've I've, I've provided cars to employees, not necessarily lawyers and, you know, been burnt. I've had some of my favorite lawyers who have, you know, they give me six months notice. They gave us notice. And then basically some of my favorite people set up shop by saying, well, I was trained by these guys. And now you get that training for you for half the price. You know, so, you know, it, it, you know, you're giving us the great stories. But, you know, as you know, it does, it does hurt when you set something up and all of a sudden what you've invested in, especially the amount that you invest, they're not all perfect like that. And that for all of our listeners out there, there's going to be that moment when the first person leaves and, and does that. It is a jolt. Yeah. So you, we've definitely had
5: people, uh, that have left, um, and usually some of those people were not people that actually left on great terms, but we left on amicable terms. Um, but I, I have, I'm just being upfront with you. I have very rarely had someone, these two guys in particular, by the way, it's not that they're not setting up down the street and I don't know what they're telling their people. In fact, quite frankly, they may be doing that. Hey, Yumansky's firm trained us. They got all these systems. They have all this overhead. That's why they're charging more. Uh, if I ever found out that that happened, um, they are, you know, I told them, listen, compete on price if you want, but let's keep it clean and let's know who are, who your friends are. So You know, it has not happened to my knowledge that that's actually happened where I've had an employee that's left on good terms and most of those guys have left on good terms. So what I I will tell you is it starts in the relationship process, in my opinion, when they're working with you. You know, Seth, you say you have these lawyers. They're good friends. You've been burned. I've been burned by employees and by lawyers perhaps that work for me that were not as competent or not as what we wanted them to do. I've had client relations people more so than the lawyers have done that to me Um, and gone work to competitors and I don't have a competition clause but when it strictly relates to the lawyer I'm going to push back on you and say most of these guys because we are trying to I make a lot of mistakes right Jay I'm you know like I don't even I I, I, I fuck up yeah I fuck (laughs) up probably more than both of you
1: Nah, but, Bill, but the thing is, you're honest about it, and we text each other. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, Bill and I have been friends for a while now, too, and, and we'll text each other, hey, I fucked up today, and I have to tell somebody I, I messed up, and, and you'll talk me off the ledge, I'll talk you off the ledge. I mean, that's what's good about having you know people that you can turn to in these situations.
5: Yeah, but, and, and I'm just pushing back a little, saying I fucked up in a lot of different areas with my practice and marketing and all this other shit,
2: but well, with... Yeah. But keep, you know, this was not about whether we fucked up or not. I'm just trying to bring value to our listeners to right. get the different type of exits. Look, nine times out of 10, our exits are good. People leave amicably. Nobody's stealing clients. We figure out a way to finish off those cases so the clients aren't, you know, get the best, easiest transition. All that's great. What I was trying to do, and I want to pivot to Jay for a second, because where this came out of was a I didn't even pick up on this. John Fisher sort of noticed this piece in our discussion of the undercover billionaire where my attitude I think uh, aligns a lot with with, uh, with bills where we'll take a, a potential competitor, somebody who's new to town, comes into our office, sits down, I'll speak to them the way that that lady in the coffee house or the brewer does. Jay took a position of, no, I'm not going to do that. And I just wanted, I, I thought that was fascinating because I, I didn't even hear it during the actual recording until somebody else brought it up. Jay, would love your thoughts on that because it's a slightly different approach to things.
1: Yeah. I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, it, and this is a the subject that comes up often. I sit at my desk and I have on the corner of my desk a picture of my wife and kids. And everything I do for my business is meant to protect them. And so if I have someone who has left, I, I will point them in the direction of resources, but I am not going to give them any of the secret sauce. I am certainly not going to encourage them to get into my market. And if they say, hey, you know what, I want to get into your market, I'll say, fine, be ready for an arms race. Now, I know I've had... Associates who've left who've tried to compete with me. I know I've lost clients uh, to, to to former associates uh, when we were in the intake process. Um, my response to that is, they are right. I taught them absolutely everything that they know about DUI. I haven't taught them everything I know about DUI, uh, and so if you want to hire somebody who knows just enough. Go with them. You're not the right client for me. Um, but I and I know and I'm so, I know some former associates who've left and hung a shingle and, and are and are giddy that they've been able to steal a client from me uh, in my sales process. Uh, God bless. I, I mean, it, it's just the way it is. But but I am not. I'm not going to help you compete with me uh, at the level that uh, you probably want. Uh, and I'm sorry. I just I, I, I I'll 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 say read this book. Join this Facebook group. Uh, I, some of my former associates. You know. I, I I said, you guys got to get involved with Maximum Lawyer because uh, it's there's great things for guys like you or women like you who want to hang a shingle. But but there comes a, a fine line. I'm not talking pay per click strategy with them.
2: Well, look, ironically, I want to talk. bring bring this back to Bill because I think there's a distinction that came out because John comes from a purely PI big case point of view, limited number of cases. Jay, very criminal defense centric. Bill, you and myself sort of dance between two worlds where we have both the PI and the criminal. PI world, very egalitarian because the guy, who, you know, you use your competition, could refer you a case and back and forth. I do see the criminal side as a little bit more Competitive. What are your thoughts about, you know, the difference between those worlds?
5: You know, obviously, if you get burned on a PI case, for instance, if an associate takes a huge case from you, that's huge, right? It's, 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 it, it, you know, it's uh, that has never happened to me, but I have seen it happen at other firms that I've worked at. But I, I I'm going to go back. You asked about value, and I'm going to tell you something. When, when you guys hire attorneys. Are you hiring them because you want them to stay there Uh, long-term?
1: I mean, uh, for me, I'd like to think that they would want to stay long-term but you know part of the part of the conversation we have is when they come in to give their notice is they say you know I, I think it's time for me to leave I'm taking a job or I'm, I'm hanging a shingle and I say congratulations because right now you're living my vision uh, if if you leaving here gets you to live your vision of what you want for life I'm happy for you man yeah it's gonna I'm gonna take some lumps and figuring out who's covering what and that type of thing but um, you know every lawyer that I've hired I've hired with an idea that they could be here long term
5: so i my perspective is when i hire and i have a conversation with them when they come in i say to them i don't expect you'll be here forever and i you know i don't even know if i want you here long term yet because you know only you did great at the interview and you did terrific but let's see how you perform but let's have an ongoing relationship as we're going through the process so you know for instance last night I've got a lawyer here. We sat in the bar and we talked. We had a couple uh, scotches and talked about stuff. And, you know, like I feel like when I bring them in, some of them even tell me I have a three year plan. I want to open my own firm because I'm like when I interview them, cut the bullshit. You know, you may not want to be here forever. You may not even know what do you really want to do. I want to find out what it is that you want to do. And I look at them as they're walking in is at some point they're going to walk out and I want to have a relationship with them if they're good lawyers and they were loyal to us and they did a great job here, they, and, or they did a great job at certain functions here. I wanna be able to develop a relationship because when they leave, you're talking about PI, they can be referral sources, they could be co-counsels, they're people that refer us cases, and to me, that's a win-win. And it's not just about business, Seth. I told you a long time ago, it's about heart. Having a relationship with these people And then you get old, like I'm old as fuck now, like 54, but you're able to look back in your career and go, that guy now owns the building that I used to own. You know, my, one of my associates just bought a building that I was first in on Fern Creek Avenue in downtown Orlando. And he leases to my old landlord who decided to stay in the building. These are cool stories that you tell your kids and say, you know, it's not just about making money. It's not making about life, but it's making long-term friends. And I hope they're not dishing behind my back.
2: No, well, I, look, Bill, I, I get it. I, but I have a slightly different perspective. I do want people to stay forever if I can make it worth their while. And one of the things, one of the nuances, and Jay and I go back and forth on this a lot, I have found in the fee-for-service area, I've had a harder time doing this in the PI area and trying to get better. But in the fee-for-service areas, criminal, family, trust, and estates, I have found that by cutting the lawyers in and making them vested as partners within their group based on production has I mean, taking money off the table for why somebody would leave. Somebody wants to go in-house at cap one. I can't do anything about it. It's a a career change, but it's allowed for, removing of other margins, may be slightly smaller, but when that's gone and they feel an empowerment, then they have a decision. Do they want to go somewhere else? Cause they really want their name on a shingle. And we've had that once or twice, but generally, if we can eliminate money as the motivating factor for leaving, then we have a chance. And look, I agree with you. Any I love the success stories of people that have left and have done cool things, but I also am extremely proud that we have people more and more staying a decade or more with us. To me, that's you know, that that's the the home run
5: I and I'm going to say to you, just because I say that I don't expect them to stay long or forever doesn't mean I don't want them to stay long. We've had lawyers work for us for eight years. We've got guys in here five, six years now. And, you know, so my, I think and and they are not brought in as partners,
2: but they have a share of what they collect and what they bring in. But to, and, me that is, to me, that is a partner, and I have – a uh, on a tangent, right. I believe that if I would like everybody to be a partner from first year on up, why would we give somebody a scarlet A that they have to walk around with in order to sell? That's my partner. He's going to take care. You know, I, I don't do and it. I, I,
5: and I look at it that too, that by giving them commission and giving them a piece and giving them – you reduce your own margins to what you're making, but you're making them feel empowered. I do agree with that. I'm just saying that it's – Jay pr- brought this up. Sometimes people leave because they're going to go fulfill their own vision. So it depends upon if you're a Machiavellian or not. You're like, I'm hiring this person and I want them to be long term. I'm going to make them a partner, but I really just want them to see my vision or have them be my vision, whereas opposed to, listen, we want to see if we can accomplish the, the firm has a vision. We want you to come in, but we want you to add to that vision. In my opinion, what can you bring that's different? What can you bring that's diverse? What can you bring that's and make them feel like? it's their part, their vision, so they don't want to leave. Well, to Jay's point about like, at some point people just want to do their own thing. Yeah, okay.
1: and, and one of the things that I got from William Eady, um, you know, who is a nursing home lawyer, uh, he's got this philosophy that he discusses with people regularly, you know, stay in joy and leave in peace. You know, if you're not happy here, we'll help you find where you're going to be happy. Um, and leaving the firm doesn't necessarily have to be a contentious thing. You know, I like being able to say, To somebody who said, hey, it's time for me to go, congratulations, you're on your way. I wish you the best of success. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, that's a gut punch and I got to hustle to find somebody because they were carrying a heavy load. Uh, that is what it is but you know really the most important thing is that you can encourage people to find their happiness and 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 find their vision um i'm not going to necessarily help you out i'm i'm not necessarily referring you cases if you're going to compete with me uh in my market uh that's just not how i do it i
2: look look at some of the people in your state the biggest players, right? Whether it's Levin, Pap, or whether it's Morgan, their alumni have gone on to do crazy stuff. And while there may be a little bit of issues when they leave, that they, they end up, in, they're, we're playing in the same fishbowl. And that like, to me, I, I mean, I, lo- I, I love the idea of like, can I make lemonade out of those lemons? Because again, any breakup can be hard because it may be that you weren't ready for them to go or maybe, you know, or vice versa. But the idea that if you can somehow keep that, those people as, as high a percentage as possible. And to me that, that's something that I strive for is that of the people that leave, you no, know, are there people that have, have burned there's some people that I know that have to burn the ship when they leave. And it sucks as the business owner because I would like those people to to not have that and have circled back with them years later. But there are some people the only way they can be driven is to sort of like say, hey, that sucked. That's awful. I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, It's unfortunate, but I don't I'm sure you've both dealt with that type.
1: I know I have. I mean I've had I've had a couple of associates or attorneys. I mean I don't call them associates. I just call them attorneys. But I've had a couple of attorneys in my office in the last 2 years, both of whom it was clear to me, having gotten to know them over the years that they were with me, that there were some personal issues going on with their relationships. And since they couldn't control the relationships, they can control where they worked. And so they opted to say, I need to make a change in my life. I'm taking a new job, rather than do what they needed to do in their personal life. And I can't stop that. And I and I, I get it. I mean, you know... I, If that's the situation and you're miserable for six months staring at your screen because you can't control something that's running out of control and you think a new job is going to do it for you... God bless. Go, you know, go for it. Because I know that's not going to make you happy, but at least I don't have you, you know, Mister Grumpy Pants, sitting in the office two doors down from me, uh, and and not really doing what we want to do, customer service wise. So that's the way I. That's the way I've sort of approached it. I mean, the only really one. I mean, I've had a couple of people who've left to go take state jobs, and if that's their vision, I can't compete with, you know, a forty-hour state you know type of employment um, and it's interesting the only lawyer who really was crushing to me in the last 5 years who left came back a week later and said I started the job and said this is not the life for me what can we do I want to be your partner and I said well great cuz I wanted to have this conversation and then you dropped on me you were leaving so it all kind of worked out so you know and 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 I've tried to insulate myself you know and and, and I know Bill you've got this persona of the lawman and you market that um, you know i i was nervous about bringing on any any other attorneys and 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 developing a name for them in my community so you know i branded my first uh, other attorney as lady dui and she, interestingly like Seth says she's the one who stayed with me the longest and she's still here and a partner and 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 she's crushing it um, you know and i've built other brands to avoid the associate leaving and taking that revenue line uh, away from them if you build up you know spend thousands and hundreds of thousands and educating them and building their brand name and then they leave that stuff's all gone um so i i mean what do you what do you say about that i mean you've got to invest in your team but uh you know it, it, it do you build a brand around them or do you make the brand your firm and they just happen to be a part of it guys what would you say in that situation bill
5: i made the shift um, I, 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 you know, to me, I actually want to get out of my name. Uh, it's, I've been around a long time, but I've now making the shift. So if you, you know, we're all so busy, we don't have time to even look at everyone's social media, but right now, you know, we, we are highlighting every attorney individually. We're talking about their achievements. We're sharing their reviews. I, I don't share them enough on my personal page, but I've started doing that. I want to build their brands up individually, uh, because I'm proud of them. That's actually the first thing. And I know from again, I'm not talking from business. I'm talking about my heart. But I'm proud because I'm associated with some really, really amazing lawyers. So, for instance, this guy Bryce the other day got a murder case dropped, uh, and he and and he won another case because of COVID. You know, the uh, the courts have suspended uh, speedy trial. He got a motion for discharge, which which that means for lawyers that aren't criminal, basically he got the case dismissed because of time and these are smart guys. They're, they are lawyers that are 40 years old. They're lawyers that got 15, 20 years of experience. Some of them, 10, 12 years, some of them are board certified. I want to share them. Um, because it's almost like when you do good things and you do charity, it rubs off. So I, you know, I, but Jay, as I'm listening to you, yeah, I would be devastated if those guys leave every time the other people have left, but I rebound quickly. Cause I'm kind of like, I don't take it personally. And, um, I think that's part of it. I also, I just want to give you another thing. You know, when we have employees, actions matter more than words. I think in the beginning, because we market, sometimes I bullshit too much without following through on stuff. For instance, your core values, and then you're not consistent with them. I've learned over the last year or so, and I'm still trying to put this into play, that your your employees think about the actions. So for an example, you want to talk about value. If you have an ex-lawyer a lawyer that leaves your firm, how cool would it be and my firm administrator you know her Sarah and Zara my wife they're not really down with this I invited the same ex-employee back to the Christmas parties. he'd wear a, st- oh. a torn well, we, red shirt we, we, we do that we, have, turn, we have... Yeah I know but I'm talking about no but I'm talking about a firm Christmas party that's not open to the public not open I, to the clients understood And you bring your I'm not saying you don't do it I'm just saying by bringing these ex-employees back You're not afraid that they're going to say anything or, hey, you know, they're nasty.
2: And of course, it's self-selecting, right? The ones that that leave in a storm are probably not part of that group. But anybody that like your alumni, that's the part where, to me, those people that come and say, I want to set up shop in town, you know, the odds of them doing it and building a, a marketing machine like Jay is so remote to me, you're much more likely to have them as an ally if you speak to them kindly over the next decade. You know, And similarly, if there's a way to keep the alumni, look at the big firms, they spend so much time working on their alumni networks. They have entire people dedicated to it. Now, in B2B world, there's a lot more cross referral. But it seems to me that we that, – that smaller firms are very often short-sighted that you're – they could be disciples of you rather than competitors, sometimes both, but that it is something that if cultivated can you know, pay huge dividends.
1: Yeah. And yeah you, I, go ahead, Bill. You go ahead. No, go ahead, Jay. Uh, So one of the things that's interesting to me, at least that I have found, is that there are a significant number of younger lawyers. I'd say lawyers that are now probably, you know, in their early 30s who maybe not necessarily ever wanted to be a lawyer, but went to law school because they were told, oh, you're smart, you should be a lawyer, and got so used to people telling them what they should do. And so they came out with a history degree or a marketing degree and and decided instead of going and getting a job, they were gonna to go to law school. And it was impressive to their families that they were gonna become a lawyer. Uh, and so they never really stopped to think, do I actually wanna do the practice of law? And that's, unfortunately, I think that's, you know, I've had a couple of of people who probably never should have become lawyers that have left uh, to take other jobs because that was more in line with their vision and it was you know something that was more manageable um, you know but so Jay, not- isn't
2: that isn't that more of a hiring piece to me like I've always like if I could wave a magic wand I love the people that are like second to eighth years third to eighth years they're in a spot they've done that type of law for a number of years and so that you know you've sort of Eliminated those risks, sort of just like hiring right out of college. We've been burnt a lot, both at Price Benoit and at Blue Shark, where people come out and we have people that end up leaving our place and going home to live with their parents and not having a job. They don't want to work. So the idea is if you know, to me, I I always look at our hires as almost self-selecting. We know who we want. Does this person want what we have to sell? For us, it's we're going to eliminate the marketing, the admin, the account. We're going to take all that off their plate so they can practice. If they don't want to practice, it's the wrong place to be. And looking for that there, again, easier said than done. But to me, that's the essence. If you get the right people on the way in, you have the best chance of that extended tail.
1: Oh, absolutely. Bill?
2: Yeah, as long as your processes—if uh, you get the
5: uh, obviously—if you get the right people in, that's why sometimes, you know, I don't know about you guys, but we do like three interviews sometimes with people. We'll bring them into the office, we'll have a drink at a bar, and then we'll do it at another third location. Uh, what we haven't done is had other lawyers interview them, which is now I'm thinking probably a good oh. idea. I know more, I don't more, do that. More touch.
2: To me, I it's it's More it all the time. I hope I don't get sued for it. But the analogy is dating it's over and over again. Like you wouldn't just like meet somebody for a drink and then go get married. The idea is it's taking those basic steps. Um, Jay and I have this uh, 10 hack episode coming up and one of the things I, I am a huge proponent of is Shadow days doesn't work as well with lawyers necessarily certainly with staff, but the idea is okay We like you you've interviewed well twice. We've had a meal But do you want to do what we're doing? Are you going to you know? Do you want to drink this kool-aid and if you know at the end of a day? It's not even you're not looking to see whether you can't tell that much from a day But what are the questions being asked? Are they engaged? Like do you want what we're selling? I think to have
5: someone come back in three times to meet with you on an interview and most people are doing one, maybe two, and you even stretch it out to four, that shows a lot about the person that's trying to interview because they're, they're they're either, you know, they're either hungry or, you know, assuming they're good quality, they're like, you know, there are people that feel entitled, like, why would I have to do that? I've had interviews where on the second interview, they basically, why do I got to come back again? Well,
2: yeah, and look, we, we think a lot of ourselves, but our, our former uh, firm administrator, Brian, you know, he would get people in a room away from me and he'd get them to say things that were, you know, he'd come back to me and say, this person doesn't want the job. Yeah. And I would, I thought this person was all, was all giddy. So the idea <laughs> that you have people outside of your, you know, you know, that that's not you, that may have a different sensibility, I think incredibly valuable because that, that different perspective and that the issue you, you know, the, the, the truism, you know, Hi, hire, slow, fire, fast. I mean, we are all guilty of it now, you know, is the one time where the, where the, we have, we finally, six months ago, we had to hire quickly because would the person be off the market if we didn't do it quickly? Now I feel like we finally have the luxury to go back to the Bill Umansky model and really have those touches and what's well, genius. If you can actually do it, which is tough because it takes away from family time, but a drink, seeing somebody outside of the interview environment, incredibly valuable. Good for you, Bill. But I, I think, but, you know, Jay, I, when you were
5: talking about this, it's funny when I look at my kids and I look at my wife and, you know, the stuff that, you know, for our family, I still look at these attorneys that are leaving that I've engendered a relationship with had. A, and there's negatives. You know, sometimes you're too friendly with your uh, lawyers that work with you. It becomes like a family. And then some of them feel like they can bitch more and do that. But I'd rather have all of that. And when I look at them leaving, I look at it as like, what is that opportunity for their family and my family together, even though we're completely separate, even though they're working against me in the sense that they're going to take a case. And I got to tell you, there's nothing better than getting a referral from a co-defendant from a former. And, you know, my by the way, my my former associates look out for each other more than me. So what they'll do is they'll text me and go, I have a referral for your firm, but I'm going to give it to this associate, this lawyer who I'm friends with so that she can get credit. But Bill, I want you to know I'm sending it to you. And it feels good. And it feels good to give them back something, you know, like, so when they open new offices, you go over there in person, drop off some scotch or drop off a gift and sit with them. And then what I usually do, I'm like, where's my scotch? So we have a bar here and they'll come by and they'll drop off a bottle, for example. And, and And we have an open door policy for these associates that come back in it's so funny when you have a new receptionist don't always stay with us for reasons, you know, they come in and who is this guy? And they like, he'll just go in and sit in the bar. They're like, <laughs> uh, we got a stranger in the building, but, I, but you know, those feelings are good because, you know, like, so I look at that same picture of my family and say, I, it hurts. Don't bullshit. It hurts when they leave. But I'm also like, they're going to do their own thing. They made their mind up. We've communicated all this process, and at least they've told me what they were thinking. Um, and they're going to do – it's going to be an opportunity for both of us. So- and I, I know I, – it's just looking at the positive side of it, I think.
1: So I got to ask you, Bill, and and Seth, I want you to weigh in on this. You know, you maintain these relationships with the clients, and I know both of you spend a lot of time working hard in your systems and your marketing and doing what it takes to make your firm functional. What is it like to get that former attorney to come back to you six months, nine months, 18 months later and say, wow, you made it look so easy. It's not. It's not. Um, you know, that, that, that is the thing that I love getting, uh, you know, that, that makes me feel good that they're like, you know, I was working for you and doing my thing and thought I can handle opening, a, uh, opening a law firm. This isn't that hard to do. Uh, it's, everything seems to be working just fine. Tell me about some of those experiences. Cause I think that's, that's telling for people that, uh, you know, when you have a good operation, uh, things may seem like they're smooth sailing, but those legs, you know, the duck is smooth on the top of the water, but the legs are moving a million miles an hour underneath.
5: You guys gotta wait till your kids become teenagers and then you're gonna see the same shit. Because you're gonna tell them. You're gonna jump the gun because you're a cool parent. You weren't like your dad and mom. And you're like, listen, I'm gonna show you. I I was there the other night, nine o'clock. Rachel, one of the lawyers in the back, and she's pulling her hair out and her neck hurts. She goes, I'm just stressed out. I'm like. Then I'm like, well, I'm stressed. I got to pay $200,000 overhead this month. Let me explain why that's stressful and blah, blah, blah. They're not listening. They're like your kids. But I swear to God, when they go out on their own, it's the greatest feeling. Like Zach's 21, he goes, dad, you know, like I had to work on this project all night. So honestly, that – you know, I'm laughing as you said that because it is a great feeling. But it's so frustrating because you want them to get it. But they're not going to get it until they live it just like your teen – like, how, how old are your oldest kids?
1: My oldest 13. is 10.
5: Yeah, just wait. Wait till they're 16. <laughs>
2: no, no, look, I, already, I already get it cause I'm already going through this with the 13. You got a teenager all of a sudden. It, it, it's hellish. But no, I get it. I don't always get that right away. Sometimes I do, but generally it's years later Till they went to a place and then the first partner didn't work out and there's a name change and a pivot and this and that. Uh, and then you see cool ones. You know, I had a former associate who left that was, I can't put in the category of of somebody who was uh, we, we stayed in close touch with, but got to reconnect through serendipity the other day and they had made a career pivot to another area of law that seemed like a genius move for them based on their personality, based on the market. And so, you know, it goes back to what you were saying before like you want those people to be out there and look i i jen this we haven't talked about this but there is look we can sugarcoat the exit but any breakup of any sort going back to the dating analogy the, the other end of the relationship there's that moment and look there's going to be an economic component about how much somebody really turns the screws on you because as you know the ethics laws don't make it great for business owners so if you know when you're in those moments there is very often some touchy stuff that goes on, you try to keep it copacetic, but depending on how much somebody pushes economically, it can affect or how much of a, how dickish they are. Um, but I just had one of those, one of the guys who left, it was pretty good. Um, it, he, may, he did a lot of good work to help make that exit good, but it was definitely stressful and got to have just one of those nice six-month-later conversations the other day where you're like, you know what, we made it through those storms, and now this is a guy, not, he was great when he was there, breakups are tough, And I think that anybody who says otherwise, you know, those early moments where you don't know whether you're about to write a massive check to them as they leave, which can be really, really hurtful in a bunch of different ways. But that if you can make that 360 back to this is the great guy that I live with for 10 years and loved being with so that they are now, you know, that greatness is still on the outside. To me, that's the win win.
5: Yeah. And and there's also you you forgot to mention because you're absolutely right. Not just the money. But, what about the existing clients? And especially if they're not taking the clients and you've got to deal with the clients and you' got to switch them to another lawyer, then you may not even have the capacity. So you' got to hire another lawyer or push it on another associates. So there's all those headaches as well.
2: And, oh, yeah. I mean, th- Right. And that and and, that's one less headache, though, meaning to me, again, you know, Jay and I have been on both sides of that. But when you when you sit there and you take a massive economic hit, because you like we know the three of us, right? Three great marketers who have been able to bring cases in. And one of the things you just referred to, which was, I think the thing I get more often than anything is like, oh, yeah, getting cases isn't so easy. And that the fact that I had a steady stream of cases, I kind of took for granted when I was with you. That's what I get more than anything. So it's that exit. And I sort of talk to people on the way in. And again, it goes back to dating. If you met a girl in college, and she's like, I'm dating somebody, but I'm gonna break up to them for to go out with you, that's never a good sign. And I feel like if somebody's coming here, and they're like, hey, what's your book of business worth? I'm looking at what their next year will be, not what can they do as a land grab to bring to me, and then there's, not, there's no real tail on that. You know, to me, I want if somebody is looking to basically take advantage of their former employer, I'm under no illusions that that's going to be the same way on the way out. So I genuinely want people who are not looking at it that way. And I assume you guys have dealt with that both in both directions
1: yeah I mean I think the, the, the thing is is that how they treat other people is how they're going to treat you in the end because I think for the most part people are exactly who they are and the, and it's very difficult for them to change you know Tiger can't change their stripes type of thing if if that's who they are you know there's going to come a point where you're going to be on the receiving end uh, so if you, if you know that going in and you're willing to accept that risk that's one thing but I like to think we live with a higher purpose I think my, my biggest thing is you know even even during this corona time, I've had a number of messages from some of our clients saying, you know, this client's giving us a hard time. I, they don't, just don't get it. And I said, hey, you fire the client. You know, I, 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 if you're telling me that this is not a good client for our firm and I've never talked to that client, um, I'll take your word for it. And uh, let's get rid of the client and and, and part ways uh, as we as could best do an we can. Entire
2: show on that, Jay Bill. Yeah. I love your thoughts, sort of a final round because you know look, taking everything that's going on, the ex, the normal strain of running a firm, huge. The ups and downs, emotional roller coaster. This time, massive. I am with Jay, but whether it be a Price Bennetts or it be a Blue Shark, if there's a situation where we can't make somebody happy with a reasonable amount of effort, like th- 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 it's not worth it for the staff. I want the staff to know, lawyers and and account people at Blue Shark, if somebody is abusive to the point where it's hurting your ability to get up and go to work every day or even incrementally getting there, you know it's so hard to get and keep great talent that to me that's the reason that I'm doing this. Not just the economics of it being inefficient, but I don't want to burn people out and it's so easy to do so in today's environment. Bill?
5: Yeah, and I would I would close that by telling you that that was probably a huge weakness for me as a leader. Uh, um, I always look at you, Seth, and Jay, uh, Tyson, Jim, as you all make mistakes, but you learn very rapidly from your mistakes. And I don't mean like Jay's mistakes where he'll try so many different things. Uh, that's marketing. But I'm talking about just generally, um, Jay learns. Seth, you learn. For me, I'm like stubborn. So one of the things that I, I didn't learn was that being a leader required to have some backbone and the ability to say, you know what, I don't need everyone to like me. And I including my employees that I want to have a relationship that I actually love them and I want them to succeed here and elsewhere. But I feel like that's part of when you have the relationships with these lawyers um, and you see them not responding in a positive way. And you see, especially with COVID and life's short and your family and all that stuff, you've got to have the stones to correct or address the behavior directly, especially with uh, tough litigators who they're tough and they're going to look at you and be like, you know, you're just a marketer now. So, you know, you don't, but you have to look them straight in the eye. You have to tell them what your expectations are. And then you have to act accordingly. If there's not a change of behavior in a positive way, that's the toughest thing that I've learned when it deals with lawyers um, and I, you know, like you, Seth, I feel that all of these guys are partners to me, um, but I respect them so much as sometimes, for example, you know, they don't want to do things that you think need to happen and have that initial phone call with the client within three days because they're busy and they'll push it off or we can go into all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. But if you're not if you're not talking to them and telling them what you want and what your clarifications are and then ultimately if they're not. Listening, then get rid of them. You know that's probably the toughest part about this.
2: That reminds me of something that was from the Undercover Billionaire show that I've been thinking and struggling with a lot recently, or working towards, I should say. The idea that was said on on that show that the leader works for the employees. And that the, you know, and that our job. You say, you're not just a marketer, but the idea is for each call when I speak to a lawyer, what can I do? What what I have all these resources. What can I do to help you do your job better? It's not always perfect. Sometimes they ask for stuff I can't do, but if I'm trying more and more, talking about learning, that's been the thing that I've worked on the most of late, which is how do I make myself that support person rather than just saying, "Hey, I need this done," which I think was many years how how I, I push things along, and it works. It gets things. done. But the idea that you're there as a support mechanism, I think, is something that uh, is definitely like the, the, the work in progress.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's
5: so nice seeing you guys, like, uh, literally, like, it's just, this COVID thing sucks. So. It
1: really, it really does, Bill. You know, I, I I, I love getting to see you once or twice a year, and uh, it's just be, not being able to do it has, has been crushing. Uh, but the good thing is, is that, I, you know, with social media, I'm able to see what you're doing. I, I love some of the stuff that you're doing with your Lawman's Lounge. I love the stuff that you're doing. I mean, you know, we could, we didn't really have time to talk about it today, but, you know, you're big on the community marketing, you're big on the second chance. Stuff that's all stuff that I think really sort of shows your character and how you believe in people, and I think that's one of the reasons why you've been so successful. Is that yeah, there's a whole digital marketing component to whatever we do, but at the end of the day, you know, people hire lawyers that they connect with, and and you you're able to do that with people, uh, and so you know, you look at these people, you look at hiring for growth, um, make sure that you can connect with the people too. You know, some people say. Oh, I just want automatons that come in, they execute the work and they go home and they build their hours and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you need to have people that can connect with people so that your business can grow.
5: That's so true. And you, and, and yet just then have to also be aware and willing to embrace the risk that when you have individuals that are able to connect, you know, that they stay with you as long as they're going to stay with you, but they also may want to do their own thing to fulfill their own vision. And those people that can connect with clients that can be the economic uh, boom that you're talking about Seth. So, but I mean that it's, but I'd rather have that. And I, you know, that's the vision for me and my firm. I'd rather have my lawyers connecting with people and, and feeling uh, a two way street cause it does mean growth Especially if you're not doing billboard or TV advertising or stuff like that. I got one last thing to say. Yeah, I got one last
1: thing to say say here, though, uh, Seth. One of the things that that I like to look at my firm like as sort of like a professional sports franchise, right? Um, And it's going to be around for a long time. Hopefully not the Jets. (laughs) <laughs> no, definitely. Well, we've had our jet seasons, that's for sure. Uh, there's butt fumbles all over the place in my firm. But but in reality, you know, we we, we bring in some players for a season or two uh, that are going to help us, you know, take it to the next level. Uh, we have some people, you know, like the Yankees will bring in someone like Derek Jeter who they'll try to build a franchise around, um, you know. But, but you've got to recognize is that your firm is a living and breathing thing uh, and not everyone's supposed to be there for the long haul. Um, some people are just there to solve a problem and move on Uh, and if you take that mindset that uh, you know you want to compete as best you compete right now uh, and maybe that's having a good farm system with hiring young lawyers maybe it's hiring people that are experienced litigators because you've got a bunch of stuff on your desk uh, but you don't plan on them for being there for longer than five years it's really sort of one of the things that you got to kind of look at what hands you have and play it uh, the best way you can rather than try to say this is the only way I'm doing it and uh, uh, and and I'm going to do it this way no matter what, because that's when you wind up with a franchise like the Jets. You know?
5: That's, yep.
1: And nobody wants to be the Jets. I mean... I, I hate being a Jets fan. Uh, my kids wonder why. It's a funny story. My son asked me why. Why why are we Jets fans? Everybody else seems to be happy on Sunday, and you're not. I said, son, I'm teaching you how to have a broken heart early in life so when the girls start breaking your heart, you know what it feels like, and you can get over it. Uh, because, I mean, I, I was texting with my other Jets fans this past Sunday saying, so who do you like in the draft this year? Because this season's done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> At least
5: the Jets are – Jets are playing in front of five fans now, which yeah.
2: is yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Bill, thank you so much. This was uh, this made the uh, the distance of COVID that, that a little bit closer, and uh, yeah. this was this was awesome. So thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, Bill, yeah, thanks. I Really
5: miss both of you guys. Yeah, seriously miss both of you. So yeah.
1: all right, see you soon enough, Bill. We'll be together again. I can't wait. All right, dude. See Take you. It Bye. Easy. Bye. Bye. See ya.
3: The lawyers who will succeed in the next decade are the ones who are focusing on building their brands where people meet, and there is no place better to build your brand than on social media. With the FirmFlex DIY Social Media Plan, hundreds of lawyers like you are using social media to build their brand and become the one lawyer in their community that people know, like, and trust. By spending even just five minutes a day on social media marketing, you can engage with hundreds or thousands of people in your local community who will need your services. By cultivating a network of followers, you build a book of business that you can market to the next decade and beyond. If you are looking for a solution to help you jumpstart your social media marketing, look no further than the DIY plan at GetFirmFlex.com. The DIY was created by a small firm lawyer for people just like you, helping you connect with local people online and build your brand and engage people in the topics they want to talk about all for under $100 a month. To find out more, visit
4: GetFirmFlex.com. In this world today, if you want to grow your business, you want to grow your firm, you want to take on more cases and make a bigger impact, you have to have a digital blueprint. Statistically, throughout the time that we've been working with Blue Shark Digital, our law firm, the Atlanta Divorce Law Group, grew over 1,400%.
1: Seth and his team have years of experience in this area. Blue Shark is truly a part of the firm. So I don't consider Blue Shark any different than the employees in my office. Wow. Okay, so Seth, another phenomenal interview. I got to tell you, each week it gets better and better. Spending even a few minutes with Bill Umansky will put a smile on your face. We got to spend about 45 minutes with him and uh, just phenomenal. You know, I, I, I can never get enough of the law, man. What were your takeaways?
2: You no, know, look, he is somebody who I've always looked to. He's found he's been the half glass, half full. He's one of those people that's figured out relationships. He invests a ton. Uh, we saw some of, you know, in general, what I think he shows is that over time, that if you give and give and give, it comes back. It's not perfect. We all have the, the episodes that don't work. But I love the way that he shares and tries to put everything out on the on, leave everything out there. And that, you know, that he'll he'll take that that hand once everything is pushed out.
1: Yeah. I mean, just just great stuff once again. This has been another phenomenal week. I'm really happy with where we're going with this. It seems to be every week we're getting nuggets that people can take away. You can grow your firm. I know at my firm, Ruane Attorneys, um, I've gone back, listened to some of the interviews that we've done, pulled out some nuggets, shared it with the attorneys in my office, uh, and we're all really growing from it. Uh, Same with FirmFlex. You know, uh, It's really been great. I know you with Blue Shark uh, as well as Price Benowitz have remarked to me some of the stuff that you've taken away. Uh, from these interviews and i think everybody who's one of our listeners can find a nugget or two that they can put down i've actually started on my phone i don't know it's floating around here somewhere i started on my phone actually just a notepad uh apple note thing of my takeaways from all the stuff because i want to be able to go back to it and go back to it go back to it uh and you know it's 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 amazing uh what you can find you know two or three weeks later you something resonates with you you can really roll with it so uh with that i think we're gonna end the show does that sound good to you seth That sounds great. Okay, so here's what we need, folks. We need more comments from you down below what your position is about the abundance mindset. If you're going to help out that person who's going to compete with you or if you say no way, let us know in the comments. Let's get this conversation going. Seth and I will be monitoring it and responding in kind like we've been doing all week. This is a really important topic and I think we can use all of your input on it. In the meantime, if you want to take us on the go, you can subscribe to our podcast, the Maximum Growth Live Podcast, on any one of the podcasting platforms that are out there we're also available through syndication on the maximum lawyer podcast I am Jay Ruane founder of firm flex as well as uh, Ruane attorneys he is Seth price of Blue Shark, and from Price Benowitz, and we are your hosts of Maximum Growth Live. We'd like to thank you for being with us. We'll see you again on Tuesday. Remember, two shows a week now, Tuesday and Thursday, so you can get a lot of Seth. Uh, I get a lot of Seth, and I love it, Seth. So uh, we'll be great. We'll see you soon. Have a phenomenal weekend, and uh, be on the lookout for replays of this show all weekend long in the Maximum Lawyer channel. Thank you, and have a great weekend, folks. Take it easy.